Hey friend, happy day after Christmas, or perhaps days after Christmas, if you're listening after extending your celebrations. Either way, before the Christmas cheer gets packed away till next year, let me ask you, what is your favorite Christmas song? Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, I love that one too. Wow, I forgot about that one. What, 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 what's mine? I'm so glad you asked. O come, O come, Emmanuel. And it's taken on new meaning for me over the past year because of the journey I've been on in God's word about the with God life. And that is a song I plan to sing every day of the year. Why? Because the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear? Yes, because many do not truly know the true meaning of Christmas, but also because in the midst of a really loud world, my spirit needs that quiet reminder too. So today, I want to take you on a journey of what God has shown me about Emmanuel, God with us, and how it can and should affect not only how we celebrate Christmas, but also how we use our time every day of the year. Are you ready to continue the Christmas spirit with me? Good. Let's unwrap the best gift ever. Emmanuel, God with us. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list, it's a disordered heart. And a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business. From launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years, and I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then... God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Hey friend, did you notice, as Christians, we celebrate Emmanuel, God with us, during the Advent season. But why do we stop once Christmas is over? Emmanuel is still with us, and that truth should affect how we use our time every day of the year for the rest of our lives here on earth, especially as we build our lives and businesses with him. But I get it. It's easy to feel alone in this world, We can be surrounded by family and friends in real life or online and still 
not feel seen, heard, and truly understood. We can build thriving businesses with a mission to serve and still not feel effective, successful, and truly fulfilled. Because without God, life is empty. We are empty. But with God, well, let's just say that changes everything about who we are, what we do, and where we're going. You may know about God because he's revealed himself through his creation. You may say you know God because you walked an aisle or prayed a prayer. But do you truly know that he desires an intimate relationship with him and wants to be with you in every minute for all of eternity? That, my friend, is the divine invitation that he extends to all of us to the with God life. But sadly, many will not hear it, will ignore it, or will reject it and continue to live without him. But those who do say yes, who become active participants in this with God life, we will experience the transforming power of withness, both in this life and in the life to come. So let's dive in to what Emmanuel God with us truly means and how that changes everything about our time. It's amazing how one little word can change everything about our life. It was just over a year ago that I picked up an Advent devotional called Pauses for Advent by Trevor Hudson. And when I got to the third week of Advent on day four, I saw the word with. In fact, I have dog-eared this page because what I read that day was so transformational. The word of the day was with. Let me read to you what I read on that day. One of my favorite versions of scripture is the Life with God Bible. The title is a powerful reminder that the Bible is all about human beings living with God. Little wonder that one of the names given to Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. What does this mean for us during Advent? Throughout scripture, God promises again and again, I am with you. Beginning in Genesis, we witness God's living presence with people in all the ordinary and extraordinary circumstances of their life. Advent reminds us that God's promise became flesh and blood in Jesus Christ. Perhaps we must never again think of the world as being without God or God being distant and far away. Throughout all of our experiences and encounters, God is present with us and will be even to the end of the age. Moreover, God's promise, I am with you, comes with an invitation. Will you be with me? With is a powerful word that evokes a sense of connection and partnership. God does not bulldoze over us, forcing God's self into our lives. We can choose to live without God. Adam and Eve made this decision with their devastating choice in the garden, and the consequence of their decision affects us even today. Wonderfully, even though we repeatedly turn our backs on God, Advent reminds us that God never gives up on us and continues to live within us, offering a steadfast love that will not let us go. Advent is a time to remember both God's promise and God's invitation. Let us today hear again God saying to us in our depths, I am with you. And may we respond by saying to God, I want to live with you. And as we listen for God's grace-filled invitation and respond to it, we will experience for ourselves the gift of the with God life. So every time you begin a new activity today at work or at home, say to God, I want to do this with you and expect God to work with you and through you in everything you do. Wow, that was powerful. The with God life. 
Even though I've been a Christian for as long as I can remember, having grown up hearing about Jesus and wanting to call him on the telephone at three to ask him into my heart, I was not living this level of dependency and inviting him to do everything with me, not just my quiet time or when I went to church, but in my relationships, in my resources, in my wellness, my passions, my home, and even my business. I longed for that expectancy that with God, he would work with and through me in an even more significant way in everything I did. So I dove into the with God life and what it meant. And I started teaching it to others through the podcast and my coaching. So let me take you on the journey of what God has showed me in my time with him and what it means for you in your time. So like a good student, I grabbed the Life with God Bible and I started to have a focused reading objective. Whenever I sat down in front of the word, which I've literally done from Genesis to Revelation this year, I looked for the theme of the with God life. I looked for evidence of the promise and the invitation. When God said, I am with you. And when he asked, will you be with me? And what I noticed is that God's part, the divine invitation is sovereign. And yet somehow in his sovereignty, he makes space for you and I to do our part, which is the active participation. And yes, we can say yes and receive the blessings, or we can say no and just feel the consequences. All of scripture is God inviting us into a with God relationship with him. In fact, there are over 50 direct references to phrases like, I will be with you. I am with you dwell with, I'm your God. You are my people. And as I was working on preparing to speak on Emmanuel God with us for our annual ladies Christmas event at church, I opened Nancy Guthrie's book, even better than Eden. And I opened to the chapter called the story of a dwelling place. Let me read to you what she had to say. She says, this desire we all have to be at home with those we love must be one aspect of being made in God's image. Because the story of the Bible is a story of God working out his plan to be at home with his people. The great passion of God's heart, as revealed from Genesis to Revelation, is to be at home with his people in a place where nothing can separate or alienate or contaminate, enjoying a face-to-face relationship of pure joy with no goodbyes. In fact, one of the most amazing things about the story we read in the Bible is that is much more about God's desire to dwell with his people than about his people's desire to dwell with him. Doesn't that seem a bit upside down? Shouldn't we be the ones who have a desperate desire to live in his presence? Yes, many of us have a longing to be relieved of living in the sinful, sick world. But I'm not sure that is the same thing as having a longing to be at home with God. Many of us would have to admit our relationship with God is not nearly as passionate as we might wish and our desire to be with him isn't as strong as it ought to be. We sometimes find that we want to keep God at a safe distance. We might like to have him settle into the guest house out back so he's nearby when we need him, but we don't really want him close enough to be in our business. Fortunately, the Bible clearly reveals that God's intentions cannot be thwarted by a lack of passion on the part of his people. The story of human history is a story of God's ongoing intention to make his home with us in spite of our fluctuating inclinations to find our home in him. Wow, isn't that powerful? The entire Bible is a with God story, from Genesis all the way to Revelation. He begins with purpose in his creation, to be in relationship with his people. 
Genesis 1.26 tells us, Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. And so Adam and Eve experienced that perfect with God life. They even heard the Lord walking in the garden, as it talks about in Genesis 3.8, because his presence was among the trees. In other words, with them. But the problem in Genesis 3.8 is that now they were trying to hide from his presence. But why? Because sin had broken their fellowship with God in verses 1 through 7. So yes, in Genesis 3, verses 16 through 18, God gives consequences for rejecting him. But here's what I love. First, he gives them hope. And in Genesis 3.15, God promised that an offspring would crush the serpent and save them to restore this with God relationship. Now, even though they walked away from him and had to leave the garden, God never walked away from them. In fact, he kept pursuing them, seeking a dwelling place with his people. And here's what I love. As we look throughout scripture, God continues to dwell with his people, even outside the Garden of Eden. In the wilderness, he dwelt with his people in the tabernacle. In Jerusalem, it was in the temple. In the New Testament, it was Jesus Christ, God made flesh, who hung on the cross and tore that temple curtain to give us direct access to the with God life. And now we have the indwelling of his spirit through salvation. And what I love even more is not just how the story starts, but how it ends. It ends with that same purpose in Revelation, eternity with him. Listen to what it says in Revelation 21 verses two through three. And I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. And I heard a loud voice in the throne saying, the dwelling place of God is with men. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. Did you hear with in there three times? He desires to be with his people, but his people don't always desire his presence. But good, guess what? That changes nothing about his pursuit. So I'm going to take you to the middle of the story. When his people were in a place where God seemed really far away, you see, they were captive. They'd been captured by their enemies and taken away to a far off land. And now they were living in exile. But it was during this time when it felt like God was not with them, that again, God gives the reminder of his promise of withness in the book of Isaiah, which is Hebrew for the God is salvation. And here's what he says to the prophet in Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Their hope was coming in Emmanuel. And his people were now awaiting his coming, looking for him, longing for him like never before. God had not forgotten his promise. And this is why I love the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, because it looks to his first coming from this place of exile. Listen to the first stanza. O come, O come, Emmanuel, in ransom captive Israel, that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. But not yet. You see, they spent 70 years in exile. Then they returned to Jerusalem, rebuilt the temple, heard from some prophets, and then... 40 years of radio silence. Where was God? Had he forgotten his promise? 
Did he still desire to be with his people? Or did he give up on them? Guess what? He did not forget. But over time, the people forgot. They got wrapped up in their daily lives and so tripped up by the law, they even added more to it. They said they were waiting for Emmanuel, but they were not living like it. No wonder they didn't recognize him. Little has changed over the past few thousand years, right? But then finally, finally God speaks again. And this time, it's to Joseph through an angel. And he shares with him two names for the child that is to be born, Emmanuel and Jesus. Emmanuel, to remind God's promise to be with them. And Jesus, because he was going to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet, that he would save his people from their sins. And now, here in Matthew, we get the full meaning of the name Emmanuel. Listen for it. In Matthew 1.23, it says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Emmanuel, this name of Christ, is God's reminder that he is with his people. Oh, yes, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. Christmas is when we celebrate God with us. In John 1.14, it tells us, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. I love the way the message says it, and moved into the neighborhood. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. But Emmanuel didn't end at his birth. It continued throughout his life. You see, God with us came to be God for us. The one born in Bethlehem would one day die on Gethsemane. The one who was sinless would one day be the sacrifice for the sinful. And so, for his 33 years here on earth, Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us in the flesh, as he walked this earth and invited people into the kingdom. And if you look closely and listen to what he had to say, his entire purpose was to come to die, to restore people to the with God life. In the gospel, his life, death, and resurrection is all this invitation to the with God life. And throughout his ministry, Jesus continued to say, I am with you. Will you be with me? In John 14, 18, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. In John 14, 20, he says, in that day, you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. And in Matthew 28, 20, before he leaves to go back up to heaven, he says, behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. But even after he left, he still keeps his promise to dwell with us because we have been sealed with the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 7, he told his disciples, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And one day he will take us to dwell with him forever. John 14, three says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. And then when he, when we will dwell with him forever, like it said in Revelation 21, two through three, verse four tells us he will wipe away every tear from our eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain for the former things will have passed away and we will never be without God. We will only be living the with God life for all of eternity. So that my friend is why we can rejoice. Rejoice, Emmanuel, God is with us. 
And that's also why this message is not a day late, even though it's after Christmas. We can rejoice in the past when we look at Christmas because God the Son dwelt among us. We can rejoice in the present, in the here and now, because God the Spirit dwells within those of us who said yes to his divine invitation. And we can rejoice in the future for eternity because God himself will dwell with us. But this is not just with us at Christmas. So how can we live the with God life every day in light of that day? First, we can personally respond to his invitation. Have you said yes to the with God life? Second, we can grow in our knowledge of the with God life through reading scripture and studying it and seeing the difference between those that say yes and those that say no. And third, we can share this with others. This invitation to the with God life is not to be kept to ourselves, but to be shared with the world. And then Christmas, Christmas is the season. It's an annual reminder that we are a great sinner, but he is a great savior. So I want to challenge you to let one little word change you with, withness in the Christmas season, withness in daily living in the new year, and withness for all of eternity. Because God with us should make us rejoice every day of our lives. O come, O come, Emmanuel. That is rejoicing in his first coming. But now, even still, while we wait, we can rejoice in his second coming. In fact, my second favorite song at Christmas time is Joy to the World. But did you know it's actually not a Christmas song? When you read the words, you'll understand that it was really about his second coming, when we will be with God and he will find his dwelling place with us forever. And that is why we sing loud for all to hear every day of our lives. So listen to the first stanza. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven and nature sing. So my friend, if you want to continue to grow in your with God life and let it change how you view and use your time because it changes everything about our existence here in this life and the life to come, then I invite you to follow this podcast and share it with those you know, to come into the free Redeemer Time community to find encouragement to live it out and to consider joining the Redeemed Midlife CEO for the support you need to make the with God life part of everything you do, both in life and business, to be fruitful for his glory and to build his kingdom. And yes, I'll leave all those links in the show notes as my gift to you. So before we go, let's pray. Oh, Father, you are Emmanuel, God with us. And Lord, we know that that should change everything, not just about how we celebrate Christmas, but about how we live every single day of our lives. Lord, I pray that this one word, this word with, would transform us from the inside out. It would change our hearts. It would change our minds. It would change our words, our actions, and the places that we choose to invest our time. Because we know it's all working towards spending eternity with you. God, we thank you for pursuing us, even when we have turned our back to you, even when we have walked away, even when we have not seen you when you have been right there. And so, Lord, I just pray for the woman listening today, that if she does not know you, if she is still without, that she would say yes to the with God life and let you start to transform her heart and mind and life. And God, for that woman who's listening today, who was just like me not so long ago, 
who's living life with you, but really wants that deeper level of, of dependency and experience. Lord, I pray that you would draw her closer in this next year. And I pray that you would show her the difference that this with God life makes. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for how you continue to reach out to us and say, I am with you. Will you be with me? May we say yes to that divine invitation as active participants every day of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeemer Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.